Welcome to the CVMI Open Door Podcast with pastor and teacher Jamie Gizzy. We trust that you will be blessed as we study the Word of God through its context, history, and word studies. It's time to walk through the threshold of the open door. Now, here's your teacher, Pastor Jamie Gizzy. Good afternoon, everyone. Good morning, good evening, depending on where you are around the globe. This is Pastor Jamie Gizzy with another episode of the CVMI Open Door Podcast. We want to welcome each of our listeners that are um, here stateside in the United States and those that are scattered around the world um, based on the analytics that we see on the host page. We've got listeners from all over the globe, and we want to welcome you. Thank you for uh, listening. We thank you for following this ministry, and we give God all the praise and glory for this platform. Uh, You can reach us, Calvary's Victory Ministries, at... um, cvmiwv at gmail.com. That's our ministry email address. Again, cvmiwv at gmail.com. Or you can write to us by mail, cvmi 84 Front Street, Lost Creek, West Virginia, 26385. Also, you can follow us on our um, Facebook page. We actually have a, a Facebook page for the ministry under Calvary's Victory Ministries Incorporated. We also have a podcast um Facebook page specifically for this platform. And also you can uh, find us through our church. CVMI um, planted its first church under the uh, under the umbrella, under the ministry umbrella in uh, 2021, Crosshairs Bridgeport, located at 133 Johnson Avenue in Bridgeport, West Virginia. Um, you can find us through the church page on Facebook as well. We also have our uh, church website crosshairsbridgeport.org. So there's multiple platforms by which you can reach us. Telephone 304-842-4852. We're here to answer questions. We're here to uh, receive words of encouragement. We're here for your comments. And uh, we just, we praise God for each and every one of you. Well, folks, I want to just share a little bit with you today. Um, I'm going to do this message in two parts because I don't want to overload everybody. Um, there's a lot of information that I want to discuss in this episode and in the next. Um, <clears throat> there's been uh, some things that have popped up recently. There are um, some things that I've noticed as a pastor, as a minister, that um, some things that, that caused me to scratch my head and kind of shake my head at times and you know some things going on within uh within the church world that uh, frankly I don't necessarily understand and and um maybe you're starting to notice some of these things I've had several conversations with other brothers and sisters in ministry other friends that are starting to notice these same things and um, we just want to look at them from a biblical perspective and and see what how God addresses these things um, for those of you that don't know my story, I'll give you a brief um, testimony. I was raised in a Pentecostal church, um, raised from the time I was a little boy, truly was saved in uh, November of 2001 when I was 24 years old. So, uh, you know, growing up, I, I learned uh, I learned all the right platitudes, I learned all the words, I learned the actions, but I didn't necessarily live the life as I got older and I give God praise and glory that he found me, um, that I was that one that had left the other 99 and he, and he came and tracked me down and, and I, my life has never been the same since then. 
Uh, started in ministry in 2002, so I've been, whew, my goodness, been at this a, a good long while. So, um, you know, we'll just uh, we we just give God we give God all the glory and all the praise for all that He's done, and and we thank Him for His Holy Spirit that gives us a check in our spirits um, when we see some things pop up that just um, that just frankly don't make much sense to me. Uh, wow. This thing that uh, I want to share with you guys today, um, I put a question here. I, I've got, I wrote down some notes just so I could kind of keep my thoughts organized. And I wrote down, what's your title? Just wrote that simple question down. What's your title? And again, as I told you a few moments ago, I want to divide this message into two parts. Um, so we'll go for about 30, 35 minutes here, and then uh, we'll finish the second part in about the same amount of time. But I titled uh, part one here, The Rise of False Prophets. Now, I want you to track with me here for a little bit. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, the scripture says, He, being God, gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Now, we see the fivefold ministry here, and we, we see each office spelled out, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And um, I, I wanted something that has occurred to me, and, and I don't, anybody that has uh, spoken with me personally, you've seen this, you, you've seen um, my response to this, and I don't mean this to uh, down anybody, it's just who I am. Um, yes, I serve as a pastor, I have been in pastoral ministry since uh, 2000, well, I had a, a pastor at a home group that met for about a year and a half, so that would have been 2004, 2005. Uh, going into 2006, pastors I took my first um, pastoral position within a church in 2006, and have been doing that ever since. Um, so, and and I said all that to say this: um, I I do serve in the office of pastor, but I do not demand a title. Um, those of you who refer to me as pastor, and you know who you are, and I, again, I appreciate the respect, but I don't demand it. I don't demand the title, and my a response always is with a smile on my face is what title did Jesus demand? What, what title did Jesus carry? Um, you know, we don't see, uh, we don't see Jesus make any demands or any requirements, um, throughout scripture. So I, you know, I want to, I want to kind of follow in, in his footsteps, I, I suppose, because, um, who greater to follow than him? I remember, I want to kind of preface this by, um, by making this statement to you all. Um, a few years ago, I was considering doing a monthly or a quarterly newsletter, and I had run this by a person that was um, actively involved in my life at that time, um, was serving as a, kind of an advisor or a counselor uh, for me in ministry, and I, I went to this individual and said, hey, I'm considering doing this, and his response to me, and it was an encouragement, and, and I'll be honest, at first, it was kind of a hard pill to swallow, but when I th processed what he said, I thought, you know, that that is really true. And I wonder how many people would even take that advice and at least consider it. The response I got to my statement of considering doing a, a uh, newsletter was this. Before you say something, be sure you have something to say. And that's a direct quote from the person that I spoke with. 
Before you say something, be sure you have something to say. So I'm watching this, folks, with the the uptick um, with uh, online influence, whether it's through website, whether, you know, personal websites, ministry websites, whether it's through YouTube or some other um, platforms, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and I don't even, I've lost count in names of, of all the um, social media platforms that are out there now. But I've noticed there's a lot of people, folks, in these days that are rising up and they are carrying a title. They, they have a title and they demand acknowledgement and recognition of that title. And they're, they're following the, the old saying, they're talking loud but not saying anything. Um, there's people that I've encountered over the years, and especially recently, that every time they open their mouth, they seem to repeat the same thing over and over and over and over again. And um, there's some there's some individuals that uh, I could probably preach their next ten years of sermons for them because every time I've heard them preach again, they've said the same thing. There's no message. There's no new message. There's no new word. It's no nothing nothing fresh from the Holy Spirit. It's just something from that person's um, personal catalog. So you know, folks, I want to. Um, encourage you with this. We want to be aware of the words that are being spoken, and we need to measure everything that a minister, especially who uh, somebody who calls themselves a minister, somebody who works in a five-fold ministry, or somebody who carries a title, um, we want to measure and weigh everything that they say against the Word of God, and if it doesn't hold water, my advice is to ignore it. So again, before you listen to something, make sure that person has something to say. Just because it sounds good, and we're living in a time now, folks, where people have learned if I sprinkle enough Jesus on something, if I season this word with enough Jesus, then it's going to sound good to people. Do not be deceived, folks. Do not be deceived. Jesus' disciples asked him what the signs were of the end of the age and the time of his return. This is out straight out of Matthew chapter 24. And Jesus, the very first sign Jesus gave of the last days, he said this. He said, see to it that no one misleads you. See to it that no one deceives you. Then later on in Matthew 24, verse 11, Jesus said this, Many false prophets in the last days will arise and will mislead many. Now, I have, um, over the years, have collected books and, and many books and writings and study notes um, from uh, uh, Kenneth Hagen, uh, Kenneth E. Hagen. I don't want to confuse him with his son, um, Kenneth W., but Kenneth E. Hagen. A lot of people refer to him as Papa Hagen or Brother Hagen. Um, I've collected a lot of his material over the years, and, and this guy is a fascinating individual. And I want to read a quote to you. Um, this is an excerpt from his uh, a book, Learning to Flow with the Spirit of God. This is what Brother Hagen said. He said this, quote, I'll guarantee you this, as we move into this new wave of the Spirit. Now, let me before I finish the quote, let me say this. I don't know the exact date. I don't have it here in front of me, and I probably should have looked this up um, before I, I did this. But um, I know that he, Brother Hagen, had passed away in the early 2000s. I believe it was right around 2003, somewhere in that ballpark. So this predates, obviously predates um, his, his passing into, um, into glory. But again, let me start over and read this quote. He says, quote, I'll guarantee you this. As we move into this new wave of the Spirit, we're going to see more and more excesses or fanaticism because there are always excesses in any move of the Spirit. You may as well get ready for it. You'll not have any move of the Spirit without excesses. Why? 
because there will always be those in your midst who are unlearned, end quote. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. He said that as we as we get closer to the time of the return of Jesus, and as we as things begin to shift in new waves of um, of movements of the Holy Spirit, I remember a good friend of mine, a pastor friend here local. Um, uh, he made a comment a couple years ago, and God had spoken to him. And you, this is documented. This is documented on his podcast. This is documented through his uh, videos that that. Um, uh, he's put out back in, I believe he, this um, happened in 2020, right at the beginning or, or right around the uh, early days of the COVID pandemic. And he said that things would start to happen in waves. <clears throat> and um, he said, you know, there would be high waves, there would be low waves, there would be waves of the Holy Spirit, but then there would be waves of, of attack coming from um, the adversary. And, and we're seeing that. And so again, you know, as you, as you uh, think about what my, my brother said, and then you you go back and you look at what um, what Kenneth Hagin said. And as we move into this new wave of the Spirit, we're going to see more and more excesses or more fanaticism. Um, <clears throat> one of our staff pastors here um, at Crosshairs, who's also one of uh, one of our directors with CVMI, he says something all the time, and it's something that I appreciate and and I take it to heart. He says when. When you have a doctrine or you have a teaching and you swing a pendulum too far to one side or the other of that teaching, then you get into error. And <clears throat> folks, we're living in a time now where the big wave seems to be the wave of the prophetic. And I will tell you this, I have spoken with this. I have several close friends, several close friends and brothers and sisters in ministry that flow in the genuine move of the prophetic. Um, the, and when I say that, the move of the Holy Spirit in the prophetic realm. And, um, and I appreciate these folks. And one of the things that we've talked about before is that um, sometimes you'll see, you'll see extremes or you'll see excesses or you'll see fanaticism in this. And it gives the genuine prophetic movement a bad name. And folks, we're seeing that. I mean, my goodness, go on to Facebook, go on to some social media platform and just type in profit <coughs> and look at how many names pop up. I, you know, I don't. I don't have to boast about my call. I don't have to boast about my office. Um, I brag in in the Lord. I brag in what He's done in my life, and um, you know all the the areas in which He's um, placed me and and the things that He has me do. But my goodness, you look at announcements. You look at Facebook pages. And it's prophet this, apostle this, and and not even really knowing what the definition of those things are. They, they grab onto these titles and, and folks, a lot of times it's self-appointed. A lot of times they're just, they're grabbing on and taking claim to something in which they have no call. Now I want to uh, kind of um, segue here a little bit. <coughs> in the Old Testament, if we go back and we look at um, the prophetic or the, the office of the prophet in the Old Testament, we know that only those appointed to the office of prophet would be the prophetic voice. Now, in the New Testament, we know that there are still prophets. There are people that will tell you that the office of prophet has um, died off. As a matter of fact, there's mainline Pentecostal denominations that have removed uh, the office of prophet as well as the office of apostle out of their doctrine. They said, well, those things don't hold water anymore. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't believe that we have a right to pick and choose what we're going to accept and what we're going to deny in, in regards to Scripture. You know, Paul, in um, we read it here a little bit ago, Paul in the book of Ephesians said that there are, it is a fivefold ministry, and I don't see where mankind has a right to 
determine um, God's business. I don't believe we have a right to tell God his business, and I for sure don't tell, have believe we have a right to say, well, this one died this, then, this one died off in this generation, and these are the only ones that are still alive and well. I believe that the fivefold ministry is still alive and well today. However, with that said, I believe there are folks that are taking it to the extreme. We know that the office of prophet is still available today. It is still active today. And we also know, sorry, I've got a tickle in my throat, folks. And under the new covenant, we know that prophecy is revealed as a gift. It is a gift of and from the Holy Spirit. And it's a gift that's available to all who truly and genuinely seek and desire that gift. And again, we know that the office of prophet still exists based on Ephesians 4. But I want to say this, and folks, I, I want to I want to preface what I'm about to say by saying this. I am coming at you with this message from the perspective of love. I love people enough that when I see error, I feel that we need to love them and correct that error. However, there needs to be a sternness and there needs to be a boldness when it pertains to these kind of things. Folks, we need to call things for what they are. We need to um, not dance around and tiptoe people's sensitivities. Uh, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I mean, dear Lord, everybody needs a safe space today for crying out loud. Well, you know, the, the really the only safe space we have is in Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But um, I refuse to dance around people's sensitivities. Um, I'll call a spade a spade, and, and I'm not afraid to do that. I will do it in love. I will rebuke in love. I've been rebuked in love. Uh, my pastors have, um, have, have said in my office and given me words of rebuke. And you know what? You, it's one of those things that go back to the old saying, you either like it or you leave it. Sometimes, folks, we just need to be bold enough to stand up and call things for what they are. And I'm going to say this. In light of the fact that the office of prophet is still active today, and in light of the fact that there is still a prophetic word and a prophetic movement that is taking place today, there are those that are attempting to hijack the prophetic mantle. They think, they think, they think they hear from God. They think they have a voice. They think they're a prophet. They want to be a prophet. They want a position. They want a platform. They demand a title. Folks, I'm sorry, but the, <laughs> like I said, just because something has a little bit of Jesus sprinkled on it does not mean that it's coming from the very throne room of God. Just because someone says, thus says the Spirit, doesn't necessarily mean it's the Holy Spirit doing the talking. There are I have seen this, and I have seen it recently, and I'm going to be honest with you, it stirs up a little bit of righteous indignation. When people, my God help me, when people demand a title, when people post this stuff all over Facebook, they post it all over social media, that they are this title, that they are that title, that they are in this position, that they serve on this platform, or that I don't even want to say that they serve, but they, 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 they are on this platform that all eyes on me, spotlight on me, because this is who I am. Just because you think something and just because you want something and just because you demand something, it doesn't mean that you are something. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 8 and 9, the Spirit is speaking through the prophet. He says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Do not let your prophets who are in your midst and your diviners deceive you, and do not listen to the dreams which they dream, for they prophesy falsely to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. 
Then in Jeremiah chapter 23, 25 through 32, it says, I have heard what the prophets have said who prophesy falsely in my name, saying, I had a dream, I had a dream. How long? Is there anything in the hearts of the prophets who prophesy falsehood, even these prophets of the deception of their own heart, who intend to make my people forget my name by their dreams, which they relate to one another, just as their fathers forgot my name because of Baal? The prophet who has a dream may relate his dream, but let him who has my word speak my word in truth. What does straw have in common with grain, declares the Lord? Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who steal my words from each other. And I'm going to come back to that. I don't know if we're going to get to that in this episode or in the next, but I'm, I want you to remember that. He says, they steal my words from each other. Behold, I am against the prophets, declares the Lord, who use their tongues and declare the Lord declares. Behold, verse 32, behold, I am against those who have prophesied false dreams, declares the Lord, and related them and led my people astray by their falsehoods and reckless boasting. Yet I did not send them or command them, nor do they furnish the, this people the slightest benefit, declares the Lord. Now, we know according to the scripture, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So we see what Jeremiah reported through the leading of the Holy Spirit. And let me show you one other example in the book of Ezekiel. And this is one that I have went back to a lot, over, especially over the last two years. Ezekiel chapter 13, 1 through 9. Then the, Lord, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who prophesy, and say to those who prophesy from their own inspiration, Listen to the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Woe to the foolish prophets who are following their own spirit and have seen nothing. O Israel, your prophets have been like foxes among ruins. You have not gone up into the breaches, nor did you build the wall around the house of Israel to stand in the battle on the day of the Lord. They see falsehood and lying divination who are saying the Lord declares when the Lord has not sent them. Yet they hope, there's the key, yet they hope for the fulfillment of their word. Did you not see a false vision and speak a lying divination when you said the Lord declares, but it is not I who have spoken? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have spoken falsehood and seen a lie, therefore, behold, I am against you, declares the Lord God. So my hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will have no place in the council of my people, nor will they be written down in the register of the house of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel, that you may know that I am the Lord God. My goodness, folks, what um, a collection of information we have here. We see, according to Jeremiah, we see that... Um, God gives a warning in Jeremiah 29, a warning, don't be deceived. He said they prophesy falsely in his name when he's not sent them. You know, Jesus in Matthew 24, he said the very first thing about the signs of the end of the age, be not deceived. He said many would come in my name saying I am the Christ and they would deceive many. And folks, we have that today. And I believe there's a threefold um, uh, threefold meaning to what he said when people would declare that they are the, that that he is the Christ and and I'm not going to get into all those not that for for this but the one I want to focus on is there are people that will say to and it's happening today they will say that Jesus is the Christ but they're not leading anybody to him they they're leading people to their own altars they're leading they're, then they're for sure leading people to their own bank accounts My goodness. He says, I, they have prophesied falsely to you in my name, and I have not sent them. Then you go to Jeremiah 23, and he says that they would use, they would, they would use their tongues, that God was against them, and they would steal words. They would steal words from each other. <laughs> you get into the Ezekiel 13 passage, and this is the one that gets me every time I read it. 
He said they prophesy out of their own inspiration with the hope of the fulfillment of their word. I've watched this so much lately. There are a lot of people that have a word. There have a lot, a lot of people who is about to release a word. And I have walked out of services at times and I have spoken with my wife and I've spoken to some of my counsel and I've said, I don't know what word was said. I remember, and I'm not going to say the year, but I remember at the beginning of a certain year, we were in a service and the, the whole theme of that service was this individual was going to release a word for that particular year. And I remember when we got in the car that night to drive home and all these days and months later and sitting still to this day and saying, I have no clue what the word for that year was because I didn't hear the release of anything. I didn't hear anything about what God was doing, but I heard a lot of I, 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 me, me, me. This is, this is what I'm doing. These, these are my personal accounts. These are my personal stories. And See, I saw no glorification of God. I saw nothing of what the Spirit was saying. But I heard a lot about what the individual was doing. God says these types he's against. He says, he calls them foolish prophets. He says they are following their own spirit and they've seen nothing. Now, I want to say this. And if this ruffles feathers, so be it. But I want to speak to the ones. You know what? I'm just going to speak to everybody. Let's just do it that way. God's true prophets. I know. You know what? I'm going to say. I am going to say this. I, I and I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to hit this hard. To those of you who think or feel or believe. A wise man recently has said this, that the facts don't care about your feelings. And I want you to remember that. The facts don't care about your feelings. The biblical facts don't care about your feelings. Contrary to what you may think, contrary to what you may believe, contrary to what you may feel, to those of you that are demanding a title, those of you who are making a demand for an office, those of you that are promoting yourself, not as a man or a woman of God, but as a person of your own kingdom. And, that, and there's another thing that drives me crazy when I hear people say, we're building the kingdom, we're building the kingdom, and I have to measure that against Scripture, and I'm going, what kingdom are you building? Because I read in Hebrews 11 that those heroes of faith were looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. They were looking for a kingdom that has been built by God. They, we, we, listen, we are not in the kingdom building business, folks, but we are in the advancement of the kingdom business. So I, my question is, if you're building a kingdom, what kingdom? whose kingdom are you building? And I want you to think about that. Whose kingdom are you building? So this is my statement to you. Contrary to what you think, contrary to what you believe, contrary to what you feel, and contrary to what you demand, true prophets, I'm, I'm speaking to the ones who are laying claim falsely to the title or to the office of prophet. God's true prophets are never the most popular people in the room. Never the most popular people in the room. And that can be backed up with example after example after example in Scripture. And it can be backed up by example after example after example of my lifetime, 
people that I have seen, people that I have known personally that flow in the office of prophet, they are not the most popular person. You, uh, If you think that your office or your title is going to cause you popularity, you've deceived yourselves. These folks, the true prophets of God, the true apostles of God, of, of the true prophets and the true apostles of God never had to then, nor do they have to today, parade around announcing their title. They don't have to parade. They don't have to announce who they are. They don't have to announce in which area they serve. I'm seeing this today that when when I, if you post anything about your title, if you are acknowledged and known by your title, you have proven to me one thing and one thing only, that you have an overwhelming personal desire to be identified by your self-appointed position. My question to you is this. Where is the glorification of Jesus within the boundaries of your pride? I want to ask you another question. What do we what do we see a lot of today? You remember a little bit ago we quoted from Jeremiah in um, the 23rd chapter. This is from verse number 30. I see this happen a lot, that people will duplicate a word previously given. They will take a word that has come from a genuine prophet of God. They will duplicate that word, but they will change it just enough so as to not be accused of plagiarism. There is individual after individual, and as I'm sitting here, folks, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I've got names and faces going through my head right now. But I have watched it there. I will see a word that has been spoken. And it, it could be a word that comes from a genuine prophet. It could be a word that has come from a false prophet. You can bank on it. I've had this happen to me personally. You can bank on it that within a few hours or a few days, somebody else is going to hijack that word and try to take credit for that word. And they'll, they'll take self. See, there's the difference between the, the true and the false. A true prophet will give God the credit. A false prophet will give themselves credit. Then you have these others that hijack and they follow right along and they grab on and they say, here's the word that God gave to me, or here's my word, or here, here's my word that I'm going to release. Again, the question is this, where is the glorification of Jesus in this? I, um, I've seen this happen a lot lately and <laughs> I've got yet another question for you. If you can manufacture praise and worship of Jesus in a video, if you can manufacture praise and worship of Christ in a message, a social media post, or a photo op, if you can manufacture praise and worship for those opportunities, how can you ever prove to people, how can you convince people that you're not manufacturing a ministry simply for the purpose of self-promotion or personal wealth, or personal success. I want you to listen to me, folks. God never called us to be successful. He called us to be faithful. You will not find it in Scripture. Well done, good and successful servant. Now, I'm not saying that God does not want to bless us, and I'm not saying that God does not want to prosper us. 
because we can go into the the later portions the uh, of the book of the New Testament, the John the Revelator. He said, "I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers." So I'm not saying that God does not want us to be successful, and I'm not saying that God does not want to bless us or prosper us. But if your only reason for being in ministry, for serving in ministry, or for working in ministry, is for the sole purpose of success, then you've missed it. We are not called successful. He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, good and faithful servant. And I have watched this. I've seen it a lot, and I saw it recently. Somebody manufacture praise and worship for a social media post. I watched it for self-promotion of a ministry. And my wife and I looked at each other and said, if a person can manufacture, if a person can manufacture that for that reason, then what makes you think that they can't do it in public? They can manufacture and falsify praise and worship publicly. Folks, immediately after Jesus speaks of entering by the narrow gate, and he gives the warning of shunning the broad path to destruction. Jesus, in the next passage of Scripture, speaks of false prophets and false teachers. And this is what he says in Matthew chapter 7, 15 through 20. Again, this is right after he said, walk along the narrow gate. Walk, go through the narrow gate. He says, narrow is the way that leads to him, but broad is the path that leads to destruction. And the very next thing he says is this, beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. In biblical times, I want you to listen to this. In biblical times... It was customary for God's true prophets to wear garments made of goat skins, very coarse, very itchy, very uncomfortable. And they wore these as a sign of repentance. But in biblical times, the point Jesus is making here in verse 15, false prophets would wear comfortable clothing made of sheep's wool. Why? Why would they do something like that? Well, the fact is the same, re the same reason why they did it then still holds true today. A false prophet does not like to be uncomfortable, and a false prophet has an overwhelming need to be liked or adored by the masses. In Matthew chapter 12, 33, and again in Luke 6, 44, Jesus said, you'll know a tree by its fruit. I want you to think about that. A false prophet does not like to be uncomfortable. If someone is demanding to be liked, if someone is looking for popularity, if someone is looking for notoriety and claiming to be a prophet, then they've totally missed. They've totally missed what God has said about the office of prophet and what God has said about the prophetic anointing. I remember there was an individual that um, was, I was connected with uh, several years ago now. And I remember God would, uh, we would have um, in our uh, church services. And I, if you know me, you know how uh, I feel about the word church. Um, but in our our let's say it this way, <laughs> in our congregational gatherings, as I would be praying for people and, and as, as God would give an altar call and, and the Holy Spirit is leading and I'm praying for people and God would give me a, a prophetic word for someone. 
there was an individual that would, would, and I heard this so many times from this person, well, I'm not bragging. I don't brag about being a prophet, but God has called me to be a prophet. Well, brother, sister, you have done that which, you are guilty of what you just said you didn't do. And my wife noticed it, and I had others in my close circle that noticed it, but if God would give me a word for someone, within two weeks, within two weeks, that individual would come back, go to the same person, and repeat verbatim the word that God had spoken prior to, and lay claim, make phone calls, text messages. Did you hear the word that God gave me for that person? Yeah, I heard it two weeks ago. I heard it a month ago. I heard it two months ago. I get it. Now, I want to I want to say this, and I'm going to wrap this episode up. We're going to pick up here with uh, part two um, shortly. But I want to say this. If you line up with anything we've discussed here today, if you have to promote yourself as a title or as a position or as an office, I want you to listen to me. Please don't waste your time and call me looking for an opportunity. Don't call me and say, I'm prophet so-and-so, I'm apostle so-and-so, or I'm evangelist so-and-so, or pastor so-and-so, or teacher so-and-so, or whatever title, elder so-and-so. Don't don't call me and say, I am, insert title here, and I, I really believe that God is wanting me to come and speak to you and your people. Don't waste your time, because the only thing you're going to get from me is a stern rebuke. You've already been cut, just by your demands, you've already been uncovered by the Holy Spirit. You need, I want to encourage you this, and I'm noticing this pattern with a lot of these folks, is they will not sit under wise counsel. They will not have a, a home congregation or, uh, or serve under a, 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 a pastor or um, a teacher or an elder. They won't serve in a local congregation. They have made themselves their own church, so to speak. And folks, I I will tell you this. I've got men and women around this country that I look up to. And some of them have not been in ministry as long as I have, but I still look up to them. I still listen to their words. I still listen to their counsel. I still take the rebukes when I get them. My pastor is three hours away from me, but at the drop of a hat will be in my company immediately to encourage me, to love me, and to love me enough to rebuke me when need be. You say, Jamie, you're, you're being awful harsh. No, I'm just giving you the word of God. I'm trying to be truthful with you and love you enough to give you the word. You, I want to say this, and, and again, I want to speak to the ones that are guilty. If you think you're hidden, if you think that you're covered, I want to encourage you by saying this. You need to be careful what you're putting out on social media and what you're putting out on your websites because your falsehoods, you've put enough of those out on the internet and social media, you've exposed yourself. You didn't need, you really didn't even need the Holy Spirit to do it. You didn't need the Holy Spirit to speak to someone to uncover who you are because you've done it yourself. You've done enough damage to your own self. I uh, will tell you this, that I pray for you. 
And I will continue to pray for you that you will see the light and you will see the error of your ways. And trust and pray. I, and I'm not saying that, that necessarily that these folks don't have a call. I believe a lot of them do have a call, but I, I believe a lot of them are so full of the flesh that they don't take the time to listen to what the Spirit is saying. So I believe there are some that, that genuinely have a call. And with the right seasoning and the right teaching, they could be powerhouses for the kingdom of God. But there's others who have no call. But they want to, they have figured out a way to hijack the word of God, to, to manipulate and create a false anointing where they can deceive the masses and create a following. Well, folks, with that said, I'm going to end part one of this series, of this message. Um, stick around. The announcer is going to come on with some information for you. And we will be back with you with part two of this series. What title? What's your title? What title did Jesus demand? So with that said, God bless you all. Thank you for listening. And the announcer is coming on here shortly. Have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us today. We trust you've enjoyed your time in the Word and in fellowship with us. This podcast is available on most major platforms, so please subscribe to be up to date on new episodes and content. For more information on the ministry of CVMI, Pastor Jamie Gizzy, or the CVMI ministry team, please contact us by email at cvmiwv at gmail.com. Or find us on Facebook at CVMI Open Door Podcast. Thanks again for your prayer and support. Until next time, may God continue to richly bless you and your household.